0: Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 39 of Night Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fiction, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt.
1: I'm Kira. I'm Mariah.
0: And we have a jam-packed episode filled with news stories that wraps up 2012 and the first Hunger Games news story of 2013, Um, and we analyze chapter 13 of Catching Fire. And we're also going to announce the winner of the unofficial Hunger Games cookbook, toward the end of the episode. Uh, so you guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. And bear with me, my throat voice is really weird. It's going to be
1: a funny episode. And if my voice
0: cracks throughout the entire episode, It's going to be awesome. Please laugh and, please laugh, and just let please. it go. I'm <laughs> giving you yourself. permission to laugh. Please don't don't hang don't hang over it for the rest of your life. Okay. So
1: yeah, <laughs> don't hang over it. Oh my god. <laughs> Another quick note, we are trying to get nominated in the Shorty Awards, so please help us get nominated. It will take you 30 seconds, I promise. All you have to do is write in our Twitter handle, that's at NightlockPod, P-O-D, and then select the podcaster category. A tweet will be composed for you, and you can have it added to what you like as a podcast. Um, but be sure you do add why you like us as, as a podcast, because if you don't, the vote doesn't count. So that's a key component to this. Um, so if you have any questions about this, you can email us at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com, as always. So um yeah, please dominate us. Um we'd like to uh see our show on there. So much appreciated. Yeah. All right, so we can jump into Panam Post where we update you on the most major harems news stories in the franchise. So the first one the first couple ones are kind of a recap of um twenty twelve and just kind of what lists the Harreems made as, you know, like a lot of companies do like, oh, best hits in twenty twelve and that kind of thing. Mm. So, The Hunger Games topped Google's 2012 Zyguest, I'm going to go with. It's a huge thing. I don't know. Where? Right there. Oh, yeah, Zyguest. Zyguest? Zyguest? And basically what that is, it takes a look at the top searches of the year. And so, it trended the highest worldwide in category for movies. There wasn't a category for um, books, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me check on that. But, yeah, it was weird. Like, I was like, why wouldn't they have a category for books? Not popular. Yeah, it's under feature film. And they got yeah. number one? Yeah, it got number one. Wait, is it is this just like a popularity thing or like Well they're defining trending as quote search quarries with the highest traffic amount over a sustained period in twenty twelve as compared to twenty eleven. And this oh. is number one in films worldwide. Okay. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal, you know. It's like it provides a better indication of how the has been gaining hype over the twenty twelve and So, I mean, basically this indicates how big the Hunger Games franchise is becoming, and it makes it easier to compare Hunger Games' other major franchises and everything. And it's it's crazy how this is worldwide. It's not just the U.S. Our next news story. (laughs) Facebook has released a list of the most read books of 2012 as part of their year in review. The Hunger Games series holds the first three spots, with one being Hunger Games, two being Catching Fire, and third being Mockingjay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So mark your calendars, because Jennifer Lawrence is set to host... SNL. Oh. January 19th, there will be a music performance by Luminaires, most likely playing their hit song Ho Hey, uh, which we actually featured on the show before. Ho! Oh, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we can assume there'll be some uh, good Hunger Games sit- skits to look forward to. Um, good, you're so, so. right. I'm going to mark my calendar for I, sure. I did, yeah, you know. Oh, you did? Yeah. Already? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wants oh, yeah. it
0: for everything.
1: Oh, everything. What about my birthday? Birthdays aren't in there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Uh, (laughs) I don't really hate you. So, filming for Catching Fire has officially wrapped as of December 21st. (gasps) Wow. Yeah, it's all over. Uh, So, Sam Claflin, who plays Finnick, and Steph Lee Shutlin, who portrays uh, District 1 Tributes, Kashmir, both tweeted and shared the news. Sam Claffman's tweet reads, quote, It's the last day of filming The Hungry Games Catching Fire, and I'm missing it already. Thank you for all making an incredible experience. So, well, I think it's math, pretty official. You know? Unless unless he finished before other people, but they both tweeted the same day that they finished, so. Yeah. I think we'll take that as fact. I think we'll take that. So, the Hungry Games costumes are going on tour and will be displayed at four different locations in the U.S., L.A., Seattle, Chicago, and New York. Uh, so, close to home for us if we want to go. Uh So the Hunger Games costumes exhibit and auction will feature, quote, an original sc- screen worn costumes by uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Banks, Stanley Tucci, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Lenny Kravitz, Donald Sutherland, Wes Bentley, and many others. So basically the whole cast. So, <laughs> yeah, basically all the main people. Um, So I, I thought this was kind of weird. It's, like, surprising that they're auctioning them off, seeing as it's only a year into the movie franchise. Like, wouldn't they want to keep, you know, touring it around? yeah. I don't understand why they'd be in a museum anyways. Like is there going to be a Hunger Games exhibit? Like Yeah, have you have you heard of the um the the Harry Potter exhibition? Hmm <laughs> 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 Um I
0: <laughs> I
1: answer? I, mean, I don't think so. Maybe. No? Okay. Well, Matt and I went and saw it. It was it was cool because I think when we saw it, they were filming the seventh. She t- touched
0: uh, the cloak. Clo- clo-
1: I touched Lockhart's cape. The security guard wasn't looking. I, you know. So
0: now her DNA is on his cape.
1: Right. Awesome. Um, yeah. but yeah, bas- basically it's like um a tour of. They're saying that it's just the costumes, which I would hope it's some of the props too. But um it's it's, it's weird. It's there's only one movie. Like how much yeah. is there really to show?
0: Yeah. Like
1: I mean it's cool and everything and depending on the price, because usually these things are super overpriced. But um yeah. it, it just seems weird. Like why wouldn't they want to keep them for future tours and they're only touring four spots in the US, like they're not That's even going strange. worldwide. And yet the Hunger Games is number one on uh Google's digest of yeah. trending things. So it's like, you know, it it just doesn't seem to like match up. I mean they're and they're auctioning them off. Like, that's they just want money. It's kind of like... Yeah. I don't know. That's the Lionsgate that's doing that. Yeah, I assume it's Lionsgate, since they own the, the movie yeah. rights and everything. Um, hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it will be coming to um, L.A., Seattle, Chicago, and New York. So, and, you know, if you have a lot of money, you can um <laughs> possibly <laughs> if, own these. If you are rich, buy them! <laughs> yes. Buy them and send them to us. Okay. All right. So, this is... um. A story about Jennifer Lawrence. It doesn't exactly have to do with the Hunger Games, but um, it's kind of funny. So, in a recent issue of Vanity Fair magazine featuring Jennifer Lawrence, reveals an interesting story of how Jen used her bow and arrow training for defense. She says, "Quote: You guys have a good Jennifer Lawrence voice. No, no, who Who does? (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence? (laughs) (laughs) All right." (laughs) Quote, I pulled into my garage and heard men in my house, and I was like, I'm not letting them take my stuff. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> this this is, is, is not my words. This These is a voice. curious <laughs> voice. This is a curious voice doing good. Work. No, I'm not. I could, I could I could do a little southern twang or something. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: i like, I'm like <laughs> his brother. I pulled into my garage, and I heard men in my house, and I was like, wait, look, are you trying to do a southern accent? Yeah, it's not cool. oh, well, come on, fuck it over. You try one. it, and then I'll try it, and people will vote okay. who's better. Oh, yeah, we'll put a poll up on the side. I pulled into my garage, and I heard men in my house, and I was like, I'm not going to let them take my stuff. i just gotten back from training, so I had the bows and arrows in the back of my car. I went to my car, and I put this quiver on me, and I had my bow, and I loaded it, and I walked up the stairs, and I looked, and the patio doors were open. And there were guys working right there, and I was like, hey, how you doing? Quiver! Quiver! Look at this quiver on me!
0: Okay, I'm sorry, this is a mix of Eng- English, <gasps> English and Texan. Oh
1: Texan. Yeah. She's from Kentucky, I'm trying for Kentucky. I can do a guy's southern accent rather <laughs> no, than a girl's, which is weird. It was weird, she actually says, hey, with a bunch of Y's, they they wrote, how you doing? Um, so, you, you can read the next quote, Mariah. I'll just intro it. So, okay. Jen also shared her insight regarding how acting can give people a big head.
0: In the southern accent.
1: Right, In the southern you? accent. Let's do it. Very top. All right. The one that starts with Jen. Just just the very top right
0: there. Jen, everybody's like.
1: Oh. Everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when the pressure's on you. Like, if it's yeah. just. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah, not look at do <laughs> her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. You guys okay? looked at me. No, I'm going to look at her. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Everybody's like, how can, I can't even do it, I can't do this. <laughs> how can you remain with a level head? And I'm like, why would I ever get cocky? I'm not saving anybody's life. There are, just- <laughs> there are doctors who save lives and firemen who run into burning buildings. I'm making movies. It's stupid. <laughs> so we're, we're not making fun of her, we're making fun of ourselves, just as a disclaimer that's, there. But um, nice. anyway, Alright, let's get show. going with this thing fun. It's <laughs> fine. Alright, so yeah, that's just interesting that she actually <laughs> pulled that out. I mean, that's just weird yeah. to actually use it. And not know what that it was a robber? which she actually shoot Wait, them? so basically she took out her bow and arrow to kill someone? <laughs> she she heard people in her house, so she she put the quiver on her back, as I said, and <laughs> had, had the, the, the bow and arrow, and the ready, quiver like,
0: quiver on her back.
1: <laughs> and then okay, I got you. I see yeah. It's so fun. and it's all and it, oh, coming together. Yeah. And her Please her stop. quote her quote about how acting is stupid. Like I mean, she was saying don't take it the wrong way, kind of whatever. And like yeah, I think it was kind of bold for her to say. It was I think she could have said it a little yeah. better and stuff. But. All right. So now for the ma- most major news story, Entertainment Weekly, as always, is giving us the first look, first, first official look at Katniss, Finnick, Peta, and Gale in Catching Fire. Um, so we'll take a look at these pictures. And I'm really excited. This is actually getting me pumped, because Catching Fire right now is kind of not super interesting for us, so... um, the books. Yeah, so... (laughs) I didn't say that, what? So, the first picture, um shows uh, the one we're looking at ah, is one of be. it's very uh uh very flirtatious of Finnick he's kind of behind Katniss and it's a profile shot that's Finnick yeah that's Finnick that's Sam Claflin Hot. and he looks Dang. much better than I thought he would at least in that better shot better I look like than Pete than over there though. Uh, better uh, than Armie Hammer never? no no he still would have been perfect okay. but I must go with that um
0: was he even considered a further part? Mm.
1: yeah he was um, uh, another photo is present snow. I mean, it's, snow being it's cool. Snow? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nothing too exciting. Whoa,
0: look at Pearl. He's wearing
1: a, um, nice... Oh, I didn't know she was in there. Nice. Um, he's wearing a nice... What color would you call it, Mariah? Like, Mariah. ruby? Bur- broom, Burgundy? Burgundy? Wine. And he's holding a glass of wine, and of course, the white rose Champagne. on his shoulder. And he looks like he got a haircut, so that's looking nice. Um, look the next photo... Prim is... Katniss's mother. Right. And, um, she's looking a lot older. Yeah. Which it does say in this chapter. That yeah. That Prim's like, wow, she's so old. Yeah. Yeah, it works out well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're wearing a little better clothes than they were, obviously, in the first movie, because Katniss has brought home the bacon. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and, uh, Miss Everdeen is looking a lot more, um, kind of... Involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's well, a lot this is more, like, active. she probably has such a... Bigger role in this. Movie. Yeah, definitely. She has a bigger role in the book. But even comparing her to on um, the last movie, she was depressed. She was, you know, she didn't really have her act together. But yeah. you can kind of see she's very alert. She's on task. Whatever. Like, but you know. Hide
0: this, like a yeah. New she she glow looks to her, like.
1: prim and proper, kind of <laughs> <laughs> prim like her, and proper. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and you know, <laughs> Prim's wearing nice Stop. clothes too. <laughs> and uh, <gasps> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. is our first look. At his wow. I That's awesome. Love him. Who is he again? Plutarch Heavensby? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember his pH levels are right on track. ha, ha. great. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. I'm making a joke of a joke. Okay. A joke of a joke. Yeah, because that's Hurley said that on our uh, Night uh, Rebels episode. So it was funny at the time, but I I can't deliver the jokes. Um, I appreciate that you try. Yeah, I try. Um, Haymitch is wearing uh some kind of they kind of remind me of um. Uh, Stanley Tucci's robes there, with um, the royal blue, blue kind of going yeah, on. He's got coattails. Yeah. Not really. stylish. Yeah. S-
0: uh, Stanley Tucci wore, like... Powder blue. My, That's true, though. yeah. I
1: thought it was powder blue. And oh. this, I think, might be my favorite photo. I, the Finnick photo is pretty cool with uh, Finnick and Kat. Her hair is definitely darker. It's darker. I don't like it. Which like, I don't, don't know why they, they just keep that it for consistent. the second movie. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it darker. Like, I, I like thinking about brunette. This, maybe it's
0: because, it's because of all that, like, capital-esque style. But, like, I feel like. like
1: they have to address it, like, she has to say or something, like, oh, I dye my hair or something. like, struggling. you can't just have yeah. that happen. I think I it's feel like okay. She like, has, it's
0: obviously different.
1: Maybe she, it's something like she was in the sun a lot. Because that happens sometimes, like, when you Your hair doesn't get darker, it gets lighter. Well, look sun.
0: at does. This is significantly darker. Yeah, and it's darker. Darker.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so they're um, saying the microphone, and uh, Katniss is kind of looking a little worried, and Peeta's very stone face, like poker face, and she's holding an envelope. She's reading something. Um, there's a talking. peacekeeper behind her. So oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's good assumption. Um, <laughs> and I I like her dress. It's it's interesting. It's um yeah, is cool. it a dress or yeah? I don't know. Maybe well, it's not. We shall see later on. No, that's it. Um Gail. Yeah. Well, and, okay. <laughs> i, I, I go to that. Everybody
0: looks, like, a lot better in this movie. Yeah? Like, they all look, like, refreshed and, like, yeah. I don't know, they're just, like, I think I think Josh just, looks like, much su- better. There's, like, such a nice... Like, Gail, like, there's such like, a... I don't know if it's, like, their styling or, like, something, but they look a lot, like, nicer, more peeling... Not peeling. Uh, I don't know. They just, like, look better. I and it might like. have
1: to do with the director change. Francis exactly. might be taking a, a quest. Maybe it's just, like,
0: they've gotten into the groove. Uh, or
1: they're rich now yeah. and it's a story thing. That's true. Yeah, they might have more money now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They
0: all just look significantly different and like a good different.
1: And they all look kind of older, I want to say, more mature. Yeah. You know? yeah. Even yeah. though for these actors, you know, aging one year is not a big deal. I mean, for Prim, she's at an age where um, she's, you know, aging more stuff. But, um,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Aging more stuff going to be Right, Yeah,
1: that's oh, what yeah. I mean. Um, and anyway, so, uh, PETA is wearing this kind of gray, um, S- kind of late. It's hard to explain. It's kind of it's like, like a suit, but yeah. it's like got leather parts looks to it. Looks like a which uh, is interesting. type of armor. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Eh. And the last picture, as Mariah hinted at, is a picture of Gale. Um, and he looks like he's being kind of held back by uh, peacekeepers. Definitely held back. And he looks a lot better than he did in the first movie. Yeah. Like, I would even maybe even venture to say he looks attractive in this one. Well, that would be blasphemy. You <laughs> that. I still don't like him, but I don't know. So, um moving on. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to read this new quote from director Francis Lawrence and producer Nina Jacobson. Um she said, quote, Jen and Liam have amazing chemistry, uh, says director Francis Lawrence of its young stars. They have a nice moment right before Katniss is reaped. I still don't like how they use that word. That you can't poor. use that in that in tense. That, that is tense. poor. That is really poor. That's... Oh, the be, before that before her names come out during the reaping, I'll phrase that correctly there, Um. that is the very first thing we shot. And then when Gail has been brought in from the whipping, that's another really nice moment they have alone. <laughs> this guy? <Really? laughs> like, you, you can't and when talk. he was whipped? It was awesome. And that was a really nice <laughs> moment they had alone. That was that was another good one. <laughs> he was
0: whipped when he was whipped. Oh, God.
1: This is not Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, producer Nina Jacobson says, quote, This, the book... This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> this, the book, where you have to understand the pull Katniss feels to both Pete and Gail. Okay. So, and, um, the cover of the Entertainment Weekly magazine has a picture of Katniss, um, closer to the front, and Finnick kind of right behind her. Oh, Finnick? And, yeah, Finnick has his, uh, trident there, which is a weird-looking trident. They're it's trident. very modern. It's kind of feminine. He, a little bit, a little yeah. Girl. Yeah, and she's got her quiver over her back, and, um, I yeah, mean, it's quiver. looking good. I'm, I got my quiver. I'm, not <laughs> <living>. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, uh, getting this in the mail. So. Nerd. sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, I think now. I talked enough. I think it's time for Mariah to take <laughs> take over the show. I'm doing a chapter again. Oh yeah. yeah. Through the eyes of Cat Miss Everdeen. Tiki. Tiki. Did you like that text <laughs> I sent you? I was like <laughs> You've got tiki. <laughs> it's like, don't forget. Yeah. Chapter thirteen. Alright. Alright. Take it away, Mariah. For take chapter it away. thirteen. Where we left off on chapter twelve was they had they just had um. The quarter quell was announced. Um, the third quarter quell because it's the 75th year. And so the twist for the quarter quell is that all the old victors are going back to the games again. But not all of them. No, because they have to reap from the pool (laughs) of alive ones. So, Collins,
0: have you seen what you've done to us?
1: (laughs) Okay, so, um,. Yeah, so you're right, they still have to reap, like, because obviously sometimes, you know, especially in the, um, career districts, there's going to be, like, tons of winners that are still alive. So they have to choose out of the winners that are alive. But, since there's only been one female winner from District 12, and we can guess who that is, um, she's going, Katniss is going to the <laughs> <game>. <laughs> Pretty much Katniss is going to the games again. <laughs> and, whoop! <laughs> So, you find that out in Chapter 12, and it ends with, I'm going to the games again, or something like that. Or, I'm going to the arena again. And, um, and so, Chapter 13 starts with her literally running. And she is running to, um, and just runs out of the house. She still's got, still has her socks on, stuff like that. And she goes into a different house in the Victor's Village. And, um, and it's kind of, it's obviously empty, and she's just there, and... And this kind of goes back to her like fight or flight method because the minute she thinks of the arena, she has that like adrenaline. I have to either fight or flight, you know, like I have to right. either you know do something or run. And so she chooses to run. Um, which, As always, <laughs> which is if I was like her mother or Prim or something like that who's watching it with her, well, all of a sudden she just runs. Like the she's room. just standing there. And she's like, crap, and then just like <laughs> runs. Like a cat is like, what? But.
0: I no, guess she's just like make I it to the bathroom like,
1: like whatever, they're just used to this crazy it's like, yeah, stuff. She runs away into the woods. She it's just totally does normal. it sometimes, and like it doesn't say that anyone. Just like, a she'll be back. She yeah. Like no one chases after her. She's like a lost puppy. Her. Eventually, she comes home. Exactly. So, anyways, um, so then she's having like flashbacks of the arena. She obviously has like really high anxiety about this, and like shows more signs of PTSD. And, um, so then she's in this new house, she's curled up on the floor, and no one's there, it's like midnight out, or it's dark out, anyways. And,
0: um... Well, that's why no one's coming together, they probably don't know she left.
1: Yeah. No, they, they were sitting watching they were the sitting television, like, watching finding together. out she's going to be back to reading. She runs out of the room, oh, and out God. of the house, because <laughs> she's a weirdo. But. So, like, these are the things that it's okay to do in a book for a character. Yes. If someone doesn't realize, real life, people are like, what is wrong like, with what, you? Like, what's up? Okay. Um, but anyway, so she's curled up on the floor, and she's left to her thoughts, and she starts thinking about, you know, <laughs> since I'm destined to be married to PETA, and we're going to have to have kids eventually, because they're always going to be in the media's eye, you know, mm-hmm. like we would have to, like, run and escape, and it would be our whole family running and escaping for the rest of our lives. Like, if they left now, it would be, yeah. <laughs> they would have to run with their whole family, and now she's thinking, like, kind of, oh, you know, I didn't want this family before, but now I won't ever get the chance to have this family, she's pretty sure she's going to die now. <laughs> right. <laughs> as as is like, always like, every chapter, so. She just always thinks she's
0: going die. die. <laughs> the Capitol definitely wants to kill her this time.
1: Yeah, definitely because um, they didn't before at feel all. They like they did it. Well, before. that didn't
0: mean like they weren't like towards the like, end they
1: were targeting her according oh. to the movie. I don't know if you guys talked about this last time, but do you think that the Capitol geared this cortical towards Katniss? We actually did. I feel like we talked about it. It's it's been a while, but um Yeah. we'll just talk about it again. Okay. Um I feel like they did. Like, oh, we talked. I asked Matt something along the lines of like do you think the Capitol had this in plans, like for years, or do you think they changed it around and set this up to have yeah. the victors chosen because Katniss was kind of fueling a rebellion? Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was my question, but and basically I think I said like I, I believe that they had changed and made this so that the victors would have to go back into the arena. Yeah, because it just seems too like coincidental that they would have this already set in stone for years and it's like oh the year that a rebellion starts we magically have these victors like i think obviously they planned it yeah and i think it's almost like it was it may have been like something they've been waiting to do but they couldn't do because there was never a female victor in district yeah that's a good point so now that there was a female victor and it was katniss and there was a rebellion i think it was like perfect for them right so i definitely i don't think it was spontaneous at all yeah Shot down, Matt. And Matt, he argued, Matt no agrees. Way. Matt no. <laughs> You agree now. Anyways. Um, okay, so, she's contemplating how she won't even have a chance to have a family with anyone now because she just assumes she's going to die because she's got that whole PTSD anxiety thing going on.
0: Or she's just being realistic.
1: Uh, yeah, that too. But, I mean, <laughs> if she was really being realistic, she would know that she has a 1 in 24 chance or something that would die. But... Which is but like I mean, 100. some of these people are so much stronger than her, and you know they're all going to target her. But going off of that, she also realizes that a lot of these people have to be old. Oh, there, there's my thought right there. That was your thought? Well, that I come to the disputing.
0: opposite. Uh, okay. <laughs> but if so. they're older, that means they also could be like more yeah. well trained. Yeah. Well, more physically. If they're like thick, mags, things, then like then more physically fit just... than she is, like chaffs and gloss, for example.
1: Mm. Oh, you mean like that? I meant old, like in their seventies. Okay. Well, decrepit. Yeah, which yeah, the only,
0: like really old. She's probably one of there. the youngest.
1: And yeah. Mags
0: is probably one of the oldest ones there. Yeah. So, like, and she's the only really Well,
1: we couldn't see that. Well, you know, like. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she probably knows all the victors. It's so, so yeah. Well, this is what she thinks as well. She's happy that she wasn't, hadn't won earlier because then she would have gotten to know, like, all these other victors. That's a good point, yeah. She said it. I didn't say it. This isn't my point, but oh. Kenneth okay. is saying, Suzanne Collins is saying. You know, like, hey Mitch, he obviously has bargained and knows the other victors because he's been around and been in the victory circle with them. So. And I'm sure there's like, maybe not an official support group, but people talk about, you know, their troubles through the games and everything and they, they can relate mm-hmm. because they've been through the same experience. Yeah. So. Exactly, so it's a little hard, but now she's thinking about, who does she know? So she doesn't know these other victors, but she does know Peter or Hamage. and no matter what happens, one of them is going to be in the arena with her, and if she really, really wants to survive, even though she's kind of thinking, kind of, like, cynically, doesn't think she's going to survive, if it comes down to it, she would have to choose if she's going to kill Peter or Haymitch. And those So that's my question for you, who would you rather kill? Me personally, as a person. Yes. <laughs> me, me personally, <laughs> as a person. Yes. Yeah, By myself. Oh. Uh, I would, yeah. I, I mean, there's two ways. It to depends, like, It depends, like my you relationship with them. If Hamish was like had been my mentor for a long time, then it'd probably be hard to kill him. But if like Peta was really close to me, it depends. Like if I'm Katniss. Well, you got
0: Then I would each. choose Haymitch. So you, why?
1: Because Peta's You're like your future it. lover. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, but I feel like it would be really hard to kill. To kill Haymitch. I made that, like, three syllables. To kill Haymitch because, um, like, he's not fit. You know, like, he's not fit. He drinks all the time, and he was a mentor, and he's old. So it's like you're kind of killing someone who can't... He's smart and everything. He knows how to play the game, but if it came down to it, like, if it was a combat thing and, like, physical, he probably wouldn't be able to do it. No. But at the same time, I feel like Haymitch... He's, he's experienced a lot, and he, like, the last, I don't know how many years, he's been, you know, really depressed, he's been a Mm -hmm. drunk and everything, and maybe he would, for him to kill Katniss and to live, keep living his life miserably, not that she wouldn't, but I I feel like she has more promise than him, I feel like he would be okay with it, that he would almost kill himself or something. Yeah. To have her live on, Mm -hmm. because... I mean, what does he have to look forward to? He's got no family. Yeah, you know, it's like like those were his only family. Do you ever know what
0: yeah. happened to his family? Do you ever hear um, like a backstory? I mean, really,
1: I think oh, I don't yeah. know if this was just something that I read somewhere that isn't true, but I you you uh listeners can email in. Um, I I think I read that Hamish's family was killed by the Capitol or something, and. Girl that he was kind of interested in, or something, or had some sort of relations with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we know that Macy ODonner, mm-hmm. which he, who he like partnered up with in the games, was killed. Yeah. So I mean, that's so basically, we know his family's non-existent because we haven't met them. Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't. Yeah, like. Well, just because I haven't like 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 met them right. doesn't mean they don't exist.
1: Well, I don't. Think I think they, exist. they would live with him. In the village, no, and if they possibly, didn't in the victors, they, Victor, did, they, they would they want.
0: Don't. Maybe he like secluded himself from them. does But I feel that.
1: like they would want to live in the victors' village if they could. Like, why him? would they want to suffer when they can live in the victors' village? Like, even I mean, if they don't like him, they yeah, can live yeah, in another I mean, house or something. That would be like even meaner well, to him, He also you know? has
0: like the authority to not put them in there too. Because he's the right. victor, so he. Has, I, I think he we would have heard. he could say if he wants to. Remember. That
1: would have been a whole character, like, storyline and, and plot. We would have heard and about it. I guess, it.
0: No, no, we wouldn't have. Suppose he didn't want to get into it, and he doesn't want to go into his deeper life. And yeah, but life. he doesn't.
1: But there's us as even, readers, Susan Collins
0: would have given light would've. to the subject. I don't think she would have.
1: But there's not even an allusion to his family. You know what I mean? He's not like, oh, I had a son or something like that uh, were. Well,
0: maybe she wanted to keep his character completely secretive. But as he, he does doesn't. He's a person anyway.
1: I mean, you, yeah, I guess you could look at it that way, but he also, like, doesn't say that he's had any relationships after the games either. He's not like, oh, I had a love once, or something like that. And, yeah. You know, like, I think didn't... the games just killed, like, it really affected him. Yeah. You know, more, more so than Katniss. Because Katniss can still kind of function where he's just, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so, I think I would, but would i kill pita i don't know i couldn't i mean if i'm is i can't kill PETA. like you've spent so much time with him and bonded like he saved your life and so like saved kind Tannis. of a lover like I, although yeah, she feels adorable even you <laughs> can kill that and he's cute um all right yeah i would kill hedy mitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right easy all right. done um oh and then she's also talking about so she kind of agrees too that she would probably kill Hamish, because, and this kind of signals, even though she doesn't say it, you know, like, I love Peter, I really do, or something like that. Like, she would rather kill Hamish because... She she, says this. Kind of. She says, um... Not
0: really, but it's implied.
1: Katniss basically finds Hamish in another... he. In the basement of the house she was in. Just ironically, she runs into his house, I guess, and... Wait, like, wait, is she running into an empty house that he happens to be in as I well? thought it was an empty house because she's saying that, like, she's in there alone, curled up in a ball, and then she, like, takes this, like, she plastic sheet that was there for, like, painting or something, and pulls it over, and then she's like, oh, and then I go to the basement. Or maybe she just goes to Hamish's house. Well, correct me on that, listeners, if you know. And, um... So anyway, she finds Haymitch, and he's like, "Okay, so you figured it out." And then he mocks her by saying, "This is what he assumes that she'll say, Katniss." Um, he mocks her and says, "Take his place, Haymitch, because all things being equal, I'd rather Peta had a crack at the rest of his life than you." And so, so Haymitch knows that she wants Peta to live, and that. And Haymitch knows, too, that the odds are really against him. Mm -hmm. And even with his own, you know, kind of, like, daughter-like figure who doesn't want him to survive because she loves PETA. The truth um, comes out, basically. And then so Candace is like, okay, she feels guilty now, and then she's like, okay, so why did I really come here? She's thinking this, and she's like, Alright, I came to drink. So she <laughs> starts she gets to get drunk with uh Hamish and, and she's I, under I, eight. Well actually, <coughs> do we eight? know if there's a, a drinking um, legal thing? We don't. Please come on. It probably isn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: so they're both drunk and they're both, like, talking and chatting and stuff like that. And so they're recollecting how in last Hunger Games, they, you know, Peeta and Hamish kind of, like, conspired and made sure Katniss was going to live. Like, that was their goal. Like, they worked together to say, okay, we're going to make sure, you know. Or, no, no, no. It wasn't Peeta and Hamish because obviously Peeta didn't want to kill himself last game. Um, but <laughs> last
0: game, last time around, <laughs> last
1: time around. But um, Haymitch was working to make sure Katniss survives. So now Katniss is drunk, and she says to Haymitch, "You know what? This time you have to make sure Peeta survives." So that's kind of what's going on while they're drunk, and um, so that's what she kind of vows to do to keep Peeta alive. All right, so after she's drunk, she's just kind of hanging with Haymitch. They have, like, bonding moments over life and death and such. And um, then Gail comes to fi- some <laughs> Finally, someone comes to look for Katniss after she <laughs> ran out of the house. <laughs> Katniss, Katniss! And guess what? It's Gail. Great. And so Gail, I think, um, he says, you know, I'm wrong. I wish we would have run away before because now we'll never get a chance to be together because she's probably going to die and I'm probably going to die, so... Shucks. We should have been together. And, um...
0: Is that... Is that... We can still one? go. We,
1: we could run away. Yeah. So, then, um... We wouldn't make a farmhouse.
0: We wouldn't make a farmhouse. Okay,
1: so then Gale kind of chucks Katniss over her shoulder and they go walking to the house. Like a sack <laughs> of potatoes. Exactly.
0: The 100 100-pound bag of fire.
1: Yes. Except it's Gail. Except it's Gale. <laughs> He's not equipped for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's the man. He's, he's equipped knows. for catness, though. Okay. Oh. Um, so, tosses oh, her over his shoulder, and then they go walking, and into the house, and then she falls asleep. She wakes up in the morning, morning and she <laughs> rom- vomits, and she vomits, Um, then she goes into the shower, and she's taking a shower, trying to, like, get over her hangover, and... She's like, I must be poisoned. It's like, no, it's just a hangover, so calm down. Don't drink. <laughs> That's like the lesson, girl. kids. Yeah, don't drink. Um, and then... Drink responsibly. Then she also realizes that she has stitches in her hand, because she must have fallen on some kind of glass. So... For ice or something. Something like that. Yeah. So she's got stitches, she's taking a shower. Okay, whatever. So then she gets out of the shower, she finally <laughs> feels clean. She sees her mother... And she starts crying. And I think this is kind of nice because, like, again, like we were saying before, the mother, Katniss's mother, really has, like, a bigger part in this. And, you know, like, Katniss isn't holding a grudge against her anymore because she stayed there for Prim when Katniss was in the game. So now... She redeemed herself. Yeah, exactly.
0: And she's the only person that Katniss can show true emotion towards. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, if you think about it, she can't really... She has to be, like, this strong role model for Prim. Yeah. She's completely, like, she has social anxiety, so she really doesn't, like, express herself in a crowd. All right. Um, She doesn't really know Peter that well.
1: Hmm. What about well, Gail? I feel like Gail has always been but her I secret
0: emotion I'm, buddy. No, but I feel like, I think Gail, I think she's more just this listener when she's with Gail. I think Gail's <laughs> just more the person, like, she just, like...
1: Gail rants more she than she does. She just tries yeah. she
0: agrees with him or disagrees with him, and then that's it. She doesn't really, like, go into depth about how she's feeling or what she's feeling or, like...
1: I feel like she's close with Hamish because for Hamish she doesn't have to put on like a face for anything because she doesn't need to be brave for Hamish. She needs to be brave for her family. Yeah. She needs to be brave for Peta because they're going in it together. And Gail, I feel like she's kind but of th- lost Now touch I feel with like him.
0: she doesn't have to be brave for her mom anymore. I think I, she does like because
1: she's going back in the arena and they're they're no, worried about her.
0: No, I think her mother needs to be on her mother's. At an emotional standpoint, I think she's taking on that she's finally like accepting the daughter role and like going to the yes. mother for guidance and like consoling in the mother because she never did that when she was younger. I
1: but agree with you on that point.
0: So it's understandable that like she's not like being as strong-willed in front of her mother anymore.
1: But I feel like the person who she's more closely related to and more is as more similar to is Haymitch. <laughs> Thank you. Because as it's much as... It's not a competition here. I'm not. <laughs>
0: I'm like, about, like, I'm think think i feel d- back
1: me But up. think about um, it. it. Like,
0: <laughs> it's like, still not a competition. I know. It's, it's just a discussion.
1: I know. <laughs> I just growled. Um, I just That growled. was weird. It was, like, in my throat. Um, but yeah. when she's with her mother, she's made clear that Prim is more like her mother, you know? And, like, they have the whole doctor, like, savior thing going on where they play the defensive, where Katniss is more of an offensive person. I like that. And so, and Haymitch is kind of like that, too. Like, they're always planning, they're always calculating, and they're ready to attack, Yeah, Yeah, so, I feel like they're more like, so... They always have a game plan, like, they make one. Yeah. They may not have it beforehand to be all ready for it, but... Yeah, but the only thing is, I'm not saying that Katniss does share all of her emotions with Haymitch, because she doesn't, she never talks about Gail with Haymitch. Right. But she doesn't really do that with her mother either. Or anybody, yeah. Anyone. Yeah, so, Eh. she's emotionally repressed.
0: Yeah. Either way. (laughs) That's why she falls into severe depression during the third book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think what you were saying (laughs) before, Matt, about her not having, like, as much responsibility, I think that's true. Like, her mom has taken more responsibility on, but that doesn't mean that they're closer emotionally that she can talk to her. No, I'm
0: not saying that. Oh. I'm saying that it's because she's, like, she was, I'm not saying she was rejected, like, that, like, the motherly figure. The relationship (laughs) between a daughter and a mother when she was younger, she didn't have that.
1: She was rejected. She yeah. was rejected by her, not in a way that her mom was like, I don't love you. So, but like, she she surpre-
0: just... so she suppressed all of it, and now is the time where she feels that her mother's had a good emotional stamp- stand place, so she needs her mother now. And she's going on, like, going through those childhood emotions now, because she didn't express them when she was that age.
1: Okay, I agree with that. Thank you. That's a sufficient answer. Um, okay, so anyways, so she cries to her mother, and then... She like walks downstairs and Prim and her mother just kind of like understand they don't say anything and they just kind of take care of her, um, which is comforting like they know they they're feeling what she's feeling they're feeling the anxiety, they're feeling the fear, but they don't need to say it, which is kind of nice because I couldn't read that again <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Peter walks in and he's like, yep, I just emptied all the booze down the drain, um, all he like poured out all the alcohol, so hey Mitch couldn't do that, drink it.
0: <laughs> we gonna do that. But way.
1: he kind of he does it one because if he's going the game, he wants Hamish to be sober for it again. And two, if Hamish is going the game, he wants Hamish to perform as well as he can because he is his friend. Um, I feel like Hamish is just. I mean, we know what happens, but I feel like in this moment, like Hamish is gonna backlash because, like, unless he he said it was okay for Peter to do, which I doubt he said. Mm. Like, he would just be like, no, like, that's my booze, like, I'm gonna drink it. Like, just like he did in the first movie, or yeah. first book, whatever. Like, how he was like, you know, like, I'm gonna drink and help you, but I'm gonna drink. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm and I drink. feel like he, he hasn't I'm changed that drink. much. Like, he he's grown with them emotionally, and like, they've gotten a lot closer. But at the same time, he still is in a bad place. So, yeah. I don't know. And, you know, Kat is actually, is like, getting defensive, too. She's like, what business is it is it of yours to pour down Haymitch's drinks? Um, and, you know, Peeta's like, well, he's our mentor and stuff like that. And so she is defending Haymitch again because I feel like they have bonded over drinking. So, whatever. Um, so then they also, like, PETA is in, like, game mode. He's, like, ready. He, like, he's already preparing by getting rid of all the alcohol. And he's also, like, talking about, oh, like, Effie's sending over tapes so we can watch it and get ready. PETA's, like, in the mode, getting ready to, like, go into the games and stuff like that. And so this is where it comes up where the opponents are probably going to be old. Like, as they're going to watch these videos, they realizes that, that some of these people haven't competed in, like, 20 years. Like, that's how far it might go back. So, um... And that's almost harder to kill. It's... I think it's easier to kill someone. I mean, it's never easy. Yeah. But it's easier to... Kill someone if you're around the same age, same kind of competitive level. But you're killing like an old, innocent person. It's just like, it's hard, you know? Mm -hmm. You want someone, like, you want a good fight if you're gonna. But you want to be, just have the edge, just enough to win. What makes it harder to kill an older person? Because they're just weak and they're not. I mean, it depends what age they are. Let's say they're an elderly person. But
0: what's the difference between killing an older person and killing a 12 year old? I'm not saying
1: 12 year old, I'm saying more on your competitive level. Either end is bad. So I'm saying if Katniss, she's going up against Thresh, for instance, or something. She picks someone random that's close to her competitive level. They're both very strong, they're both agile, and they've kind of got similar skills and everything. But if she goes against someone like Megs or something, she she doesn't have enough to protect herself. So it's like, it's killing an innocent person that they can't so protect
0: themselves. So what makes killing a 12-year-old angel. I'm saying there is no well, difference. Yeah.
1: Well, what she's saying is not necessarily a twelve-year-old and not necessarily a seventy-year-old person. I think it's the idea of killing someone who isn't on the same level. Right. So if that means that they're twelve years old or if that means that they're eighty years old, then it's not fair. And it could mean that you know, killing someone like Rue. Rue n- wasn't necessarily on Katniss's level. You know what I mean? Like right. she was more of a defensive player than an offensive player, and um, so that's why you know Katniss would feel bad about trying. She thought about it, and she would feel terrible about killing Brew. So I think it's that idea, that, like, someone who's just not on the same level as you, it, it feels like murder. Yeah, because even, even, like, Foxface, she was close to Katniss stage, we assume, and she's just not as physically competitive as her, so I think it would be, it's hard to kill someone that can't defend themselves as much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Katniss is pretty much um, planning on going to the games with PETA, just because she's kind of, like, assuming that if Haymitch actually does get picked, Peeta most likely will volunteer and go in for just right. to go in with his love. And so in order to protect Katniss, I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. so I know we've talked about it before in earlier books about how the volunteering thing works. Mm-hmm. Because in career districts, we read somewhere that it can go on for a long time, like hours or something, because people keep volunteering and this and that. Which, logically, like Suzanne Collins said, doesn't really make sense. Like, someone being like, I volunteer. No, I volunteer. No, I volunteer. Like, really? Like, how long can you go on for that? Like, there must be some kind of tiebreaker, Right, how do they determine that? Because, like, say, Hamish gets picked or something, and then PETA volunteers, but then Hamish is like, No, I want to go in. Yeah. Like, does he get the right over PETA because his name was actually drawn? Yeah. Or, like, how does that actually work? Yeah, or, like, do you have the fight to do it? Like, there's, they yeah. don't really talk about it. And- I mean- noticed,
0: like, who would want to defend their reaping?
1: People in the career districts, because they want the honor of winning for their district and bringing home all of the extra grain. Wouldn't give
0: them, like, an extra year to train it. an extra year to train? it. They might be ready. They might be
1: 18, and they can't do it any other year, so they want to go in now. Yeah, but that's a good point, too. But who would volunteer
0: in a career district?
1: That's a good point. Like, what if someone, like, isn't, like, what if they're picked and someone volunteers for them? Like, there's just no end to the volunteering, you know what I mean? Right. So it could go on for hours. It could go on for hours, but that's true. It could go on for hours, but like then what finally ends it? Like I would be interested to read that in like um like an encyclopedia or something that Suzanne Collins writes about the series, yeah. like things that we didn't know that she planned out in her head about yeah. Panem. Maybe it's like they have a committee and they choose who could represent the careers maybe. the best. You know what but I mean? But can you do that? Can you choose who it is? Because then that gives some out of the volunteers. Maybe. Out of volunteers, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Email us, okay. friends, Uh See what you think. Yeah. Okay, so, and then, okay, so PETA and Katniss are kind of assuming that they're going to the game, so they start training, they go under this new regimen, which is, like, no alcohol, they start, like, doing, like... A first for Katniss. Yeah, you know, um, so, stuff like that, and then one night, Gail is, um, walking with Katniss and says, you know, it would be easier if PETA was, you know, eat. Easy to hate. It would be better if Peter was easier to hate. So kind of P- Gail is expressing now that he loves Peter. No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like he had, you know, he's such a bad guy. So. we'll see. Yeah, he, he's hard to hate because he's he's such a lovable guy. and He's so perfect, kind of. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so and um, Katniss says, "Tell me about it." You know. <laughs> and Tell me about it, the stud. stud. And. All right. And then, so they keep talking, stuff like that, and then Katniss basically says to Gail, the sooner you let me go, the better. So she's mm. assuming she's going to die. All right. And then, so the reaping goes on, and, um, you know, it goes as planned because uh, Effie's there, and,
0: sorry,
1: <laughs> I'm almost done. I'm her. Effie's there, and... Okay, so obviously Katniss gets called up, and then it's Peeta and Haymitch. Haymitch gets called up, and uh, but he barely has time to look unhappy because Pete has volunteered already, and um, and there's also so then they get go to the justice building, and what happened in the last book is that they kind of you know got to say goodbye to everyone, and this time they're brought in by peacekeepers, and the head peacekeeper says new procedure, and he whips them away, and they're not allowed to say goodbye, and they're on the train Ouch. already, and they're gone. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. I feel like that's direct punishment yeah. for, like, District 12 for those people. And it's it's weird to think that, like, last year it was such a big deal when Katniss volunteered. Yeah. And this I year it's just... <laughs> and this year it's like, yeah, like, this is the second time... I mean, we don't know if Katniss was the first to volunteer, but we know yeah. it was the first in a long time because yep. it was a big deal. And PETA volunteering is, like, not a big deal anymore. It just shows That's you how so much true. things have changed in the year. Yeah, and I think the audience and everyone knows, like, he's, like, volunteering not to save Haymitch, but, like, more to save Katniss because Katniss is there, you know what I mean? But you think about it. What is PETA going to do in the arena? He can't really physically protect her. I mean, yeah. he, he's okay. He can flow f- throw flower, yeah. but he, he's, he's got no skills. It's I think it's, like, a mind thing. Like, if he didn't do it, he would regret it for the rest of his life. To have to I watch guess. it, he would... That would kill him. And maybe he's going in thinking, I'm going to die kind of thing. Like, I will die for you. Yeah. I will die trying to protect you. Yeah. Hmm. Romantic. Interesting. Whatever, PETA. (laughs) Couldn't kill him. Yay, we're done. Done with this segment. All right, Matt, it's time for you to take over for your segment, Capital Opera.
0: Next segment is Capital Opera, where... I my um I myself <laughs>
1: I myself Me, myself and I Me,
0: myself and I um select a song to play for the show or we select someone who sends I I, I can't talk.
1: Any you listeners that send in
0: a song, a song. sometimes yeah. we
1: feature them on the show. Mostly
0: not because I'm arrogant and usually pick songs that I like.
1: We uh, Keep send sending them out. in because we actually haven't gotten any in a while. So.
0: Alright, so this I am choosing is. A song called Leave. It's from Once, which is a Broadway musical. I don't know if it's new or not how new it is, but um, it's really good, and I love it. And it's not going to be a Cat and S. Peter relationship type thing. That's oh, God Do you actually know, know what it it's going to
1: be about this time? You're not just going to be like Cat and S. Peter in love. Yeah. Like you know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, All right, that's this the entire time we
0: were going through like Tiki. I was like thinking about it.
1: Good. You weren't listening
0: to me. <laughs> Shocker. Just so inspirational. Shaka. I just can't help but not listen to you. I can't wait forever.
1: It's all that you said Before you stood up And you won't disappoint me I can do that myself
0: And I'm glad that you've come Now if you don't mind Leave me and Free yourself At the same time as me I don't understand you've already gone Okay, awesome. So, you guys are probably thinking this is going to be some like Peter Loves Cat nurse relationships, relationship type song, but I actually took in this really new perspective. Um the way the singer is referring to this person, he doesn't really re- reference a name or a figure or, like, any sort of being. So I kind of... Not
1: even gender. Not so. even
0: gender. So I think... That's what I was trying to say. Um, I sort of related it to, not just a specific person, but, like, any sort of tribute who has like, this person that comes in could be their subconscious but telling the, and their morals and ethics, and the song is telling them to leave and not to give them a morals and not to tell them what is right and wrong right now because they don't need that. They need to All the, like, advice they need is to stay alive. And I really think that, like, him telling them to leave is... And as the song progresses, it gets progressively louder to the point where the singer is actually, like, sort of screaming because he's angry with this person, this thing in his life. So I think that's sort of, like, the tension and anxiety building up in each tribute with these thoughts going on in their head telling them all the time that you shouldn't be doing this or um, this isn't right, You you shouldn't be here. And eventually, like, it's a point where they scream and to just tell them to leave and just to get out because they have something more important to focus on other than their own thoughts.
1: So when you say, like, leave, you mean, like, from so, like, their just, thoughts? You no, say, that say,
0: more? say, like, telling their subconscious to leave.
1: So that they should just kill and...
0: Yeah, just, like, not... Just tell all their morals and all their ethics to leave and just to don't... Okay. Not to bother them. That's interesting. Um, what else to say, yeah. What do you
1: have? Um, I had something similar. I thought you were going where I was going, and I was like, no, but you had something way better. So, um, I thought it kind of, like, two things. One, similar to yours, like, going into the arena, family members are already accepting their death, so it's like, leave, you know, you're, you're going to die, oh, and that kind run, of thing. Yeah. So, um, and I'll treat some quotes. Um, quote, free yourself at the same time and leave, so, like, free yourself from life kind of thing. Um... Um, quote, I don't understand you're already gone, even though their body's still there and they're still there and everything. They're still alive. I mean, they're...
0: Just dead they're,
1: I wouldn't say they're dead inside yet, but they know they're going to die, so it's kind of like they're already gone in their mind because there's no future. Um, last quote, leave and please yourself at the same time. Um, this one I connected to Gail leaving to go to District 12, um, At in the epilogue of Mockingjay. Um, because, obviously, him and Katniss had a big falling out after the uh, weapons he created um, had a hand in killing Prim. Um, she's kind of like... I, I picture like Katniss saying this to him, kind of like, you know, we have nothing left together. Like, I can't be friends with you anymore. I can't see you anymore. And I feel like that's the reason why he left, which we've talked about a lot. But, um, so yeah, like, leave and please yourself at the same time. Like, he's going to go off and have a family and go live his life, even though he's affected Katniss on such a level that, you know, he, I think he can't even accept.
0: And when he says, I'm so glad that you've come, it's sort of like saying that thank you for just coming back to my mind make, to like check to make sure I'm still sane. And I'm still like, I still have a mind. And I'm so conscious of you're the You're going back I'm to your doing. thought, right? Yeah. Okay. Just I, I, I know what you're I, saying, I know I, I I what listeners you're on. saying, and it was a really good point. I just, I had nothing to add on to it. Yeah, no. Because um, that was very covered, you uh, covered everything. But, like, going back to my point, saying that, like, so glad that you've come. Um. Thank you for proving to me that I'm still that I still have some form of, like, sense left. But But I you're human. You're yeah, not just, just a killing machine. That I don't need you right now. So, That's a so. good point. So that was... <laughs> 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 it was a good point. Yeah, it it okay. Good. It's okay. Yeah, it's a good you had to say. I right. didn't say much during your segment either, so it's You okay.
1: didn't. So, touche. All right.
0: But I had some good points
1: right. there. You did. You did.
0: So, it's quality versus quantity. Well, well mine was quality and quantity, degree. so. Boom. Boom. Watch <laughs> this. <that>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that your comeback? Yeah. <laughs> Can I read the mock-and-mail, because I went through it? Did Please you, do. Did you already pull stuff out of this? No. Okay, so good, go for pull I pulled stuff out of this. All right, can All right. I intro I'm this? on the ball today. Go for it, Mariah. Okay. Mock-and-mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we read and respond to your listener emails. You can send in your feedback, questions, ideas, podcast at gmail.com about The Hunger Games, the podcast, or any of us hosts. So we can bash up who's. For for for. Okay, um...
0: You know how Mockingbird works. Just
1: read it. Okay, you and you it's, think
0: okay. it's hard to
1: do my job. All right. So, this yeah, John. John, Melissa.
0: Well, I, um, didn't did, I didn't know you did the payroll. From
1: Canada. And she, a lot of her email talks about Finnick, and we haven't really gotten to that character yet. And I know we can talk about him if we want, but I feel like it, this will all make more sense once we get into Finnick, which we will soon. Um. So I'm just going to skip down to the part that we were actually talking about. We were I talking mean- about how careers got into um, because how careers got into the games, if there's so many people volunteering, which is She great. really, she talks See, about I, that I'm email. completely serious. Oh she talks gosh, about this. That is awesome. Yeah, so, um. Props to you. Because she was saying that four is a career district, kind of, right? Yes. Yes. So, four is a career district, so she goes from Finnick to District four to careers and how, you know, the volunteering works. So, this is what she says, which is kind of like what we were talking about. Career districts readings are different than typical districts. Katniss describes the process in the first book when she volunteers for prim as long and complex when there because there are there oftentimes being many different volunteers. I was under the impression that in a career district you trained until you were 18 and then volunteered that year. The younger trainers never had to go into the arena because the older ones were always volunteering in their place if a younger boy or girl was chosen. How, then, did Finnick, a 14-year-old boy, get chosen to go when I'm sure there are many other 18-year-old volunteers ready to go in his place? So, I mean, not just to talk about Finnick, but this comes up when, like, what if there is someone who's, like, a young um, person who's chosen for the reaping? Are Are they just, like, automatically replaced with an 18-year-old? And if so, how did Finnick get in there? Did, like, no one volunteer for him?
0: Didn't Mags go in the place? Didn't Annie get reaped and Mags went in the place for her?
1: Yes. Yes, she did.
0: She did. She was...
1: Annie was chosen in the 75th Games, like the one we're in now. We'll almost be in. And so Mags took her place. But Annie won the 70th Hunger Games. And somehow... How did you you know that? When did Finnick... I just know myself. (laughs) What games did Finnick win? He won the uh, 65th Games. So... And she won the 70th. Right. So... In between. Oh, so he was her mentor. Right. And they fell in love. And they fell in love. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Can't fall in love with your mentor. It's right. like falling in love with your so teacher. Not okay. So why did we want to find that out? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know why did, we want, want why, why did we want oh, to find that oh, out. Oh, oh, because we were talking about volunteering for tributes. Yes. So So
0: she were, is saying we were having, just getting
1: all the facts straight. Yeah.
0: Right, let's just wrap it up. So,
1: so basically, we're as lost on the reaping <laughs> and career districts as everyone else is. Yeah. So, basically, what we said before, like, we'd like to find more information about this through Susan Collins writing in, and... Media. um, Melissa's... Melissa from Canada... Same uh, email. Her theory is that... Here it goes. She says, My personal theory is that Finnick did something that made his fellow trainees dislike him, maybe showed off a little too much or bragged a little too often. Perhaps they were simply jealous of his naturally good looks. <laughs> or
0: sleeping around too much.
1: Um, that didn't happen till later. <laughs> Whatever the case, I believe he was chosen for from the reaping ball, and no one volunteered to either see what he was made of, or more probably, they thought they wanted to see him suffer. Basically, either way, death and victory, he would have been we, he would have proved himself to them. Um so yeah, thanks Melissa. We're wondering what you are. We I think we'll wondering what you are. What are you saying? She's currently in Canada. Ontario to be exact. <laughs> we're wondering the same thing <laughs> you are, not what you are. We know what you are. You're a Homo sapien female from Ontario, Canada named Melissa. Alright, we're wondering the same things that you are, Melissa. <laughs> We feel your pain. (laughs) I'm feeling your pain, right? All right, the moral of the story is that... I've been
0: (laughs) pain. This is
1: Melissa had a great question, and we are wondering the same thing, and we will read her Finnick comments when we talk about Finnick, hopefully, if we remember. So thanks. No, yeah, we will. Yeah, okay. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> You're wondering what you are. Are you an animal? <laughs> are, are, you are you a girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You say I'm gonna piss myself asleep? If I was gonna say, <laughs> <"I'm> gonna <laughs> say <laughs> wonder, I was I'm gonna
0: piss myself. This is too
1: funny. I thought you said piss myself to sleep, like crying myself to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to say, wondering what you are, I would say it with that inflection, like. We're wondering what you are. But I said, we're wondering what you, you are. are. All right. Before we end the show, just wanted to plug our email address at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. Also, our Facebook address, facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Twitter twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. Subscribe <laughs> us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. Ouch. So please review us on iTunes. We uh, love to read <laughs> new emails, and you can see we um, we love to laugh. So Enjoy write us a them. funny comment there. Um, we told people to write us funny jokes, and no one did. <laughs> s- send them some corny Hungry Games jokes. I feel like we need to segment corny Hungry Games jokes. You know, I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Shut up. <Kurt. laughs> that wasn't
0: funny. <laughs> no, not uh, not after that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I would be funnier. From our okay, heads. goodbye. All right, so basically, I'm um, just going to remind you that the last couple of episodes, we've been plugging in our new feature on our website that allows you to sign up for email alerts when episodes are uploaded, as well as other comments and announcements and things we put on the website. So be sure to sign up for that. And now to announce the winner of the unofficial Harim's Cookbook through our giveaway. Um, this was our kind of holiday giveaway, even though it's kind of stretched into January here. Um, we wanted to, you know, give one of you listeners um, a great gift all us hosts um, are going to sign it, me, Matt, and Mariah. So um, we'll write a little note for you in there. Um, and the winner is... Re Davis! You have won the unofficial Hungry Ames cookbook. And we will send you a direct message on Twitter. If you just check there, you'll see instructions. Um, so we can get your address and uh, mail it to you. So uh, congratulations, Re Davis. And, uh, thank you guys all for entering the contest. And I'll, um, say last annou- announcement is to nominate us for the Shorty Awards. So please do that. Um, just use our Twitter handle at Nightlock Pod and select the podcast, podcaster category and it will come up with a, um, a tweet for you. You just have to add after the word because, you know, um why you like us. So just write a little something and uh tweet that. You can tweet as many times as you want. Um we actually do read all the tweets that you send out about that. So um and maybe we'll read the best on the show. Yeah. So we'll get you guys to uh nominate us. Or so. if that's too complicated, just Google the shorty Award. And keep in yeah. mind
0: we'll be wondering what everybody is for yeah. the rest of the t- next episode. We'll wonder what all of you are. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, and well, thank you so much, that.
0: We'll a, little dis-
1: say that. a little disclaimer about uh, December. Things got kind of crazy at the end of December. We had um... okay.
0: We took a holiday break. That was it.
1: Well, no. I mean, other, other things happened for then. us. Um... As you know, we live in the Northeast. Right. So we, we were affected by the um, Newtown shooting and things. So um, we couldn't pump out our last episode for 2012. But um, you know, we're back and strong for 2013. So. Yay. Happy, uh, New uh, yeah, um, happy New I was, Year! Yeah, so Happy New Year! So this was hilarious.
0: <laughs>
1: this it was an interesting episode. Okay. We
0: Enjoy. will see
1: you next episode. All right, for bye. Episode forty. Bye. 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 No, actually, no. I have another announcement, but it didn't synchronize.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. That's upsetting. It's
1: awkward. Another okay. quick note: we're not oh. bitter. What? <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're not bitter. We're not bitter. <laughs> go, Screw up don't and you touched it. me flu. <laughs> I
0: <don't. I'm> flu. <laughs> Dramatically more the oh, <laughs>
1: Dramatically. <laughs> Dramatically in the years, years past. Didn't make sense.
0: Dramatically over the years I just years didn't past.
1: say. <laughs> in 2012 <laughs> and in the past. Um, no, Kira.
0: Dramatically over the years and the more past. I no, feel so judged. <laughs> At least every single time, but go ahead sorry i'm just feeling <laughs> you're
1: like you keep getting stuck in there's so much in the past to do much 2012 beep boop boop oh I beep boop really
0: <laughs> My, i was supposed to be a robot die <laughs> <laughs> right why
1: did i get that <laughs> beep boop meow. The point was looking? the advertising and past. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't think there was a point. <laughs> there was an insightful point. What's a point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, you did your nose and your eyes. You're supposed to. Be- oh <laughs> no, Matt, you're gonna, your gonna give eye. yourself pink eyes. Not monsters. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it's not All right. <laughs> I'm gonna roll today, guys. <laughs> no. Get it, roll, Peter. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need year. to do
1: homework and listen to other podcasts and learn how to be a host because I I, I That can't. was my New Year's resolution. Yeah. To be a better coach, and not starting out the year very good. I know. I mean, I'm not. But. <laughs> 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 when just, I fall, you gotta back me up, you know? You gotta. No, we'll just like. Catch let you? you? <laughs> oh my god, your eyes are so pink and so red. That's because you did. So chapter three, that, <laughs> <laughs> you make fun of me. <laughs> Sometimes I get like a list, randomly. <laughs> here comes the quote. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. So, um. <laughs> a blue <bloop that laughs> pair is coming. Sorry,
0: birds.
1: You just made me <laughs> And
0: Now, a preview of the new Nightlock released album of Mariah.
1: I met a girl named Annie. I think that's it. No, you, got you got it <laughs> 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 Wait, you got it you got her singing Ah, oh, i got you Ah, i should have i should have like mariah call on tape or something think <laughs> so <laughs>
0: this is great we should make Let an me album see if
1: i try to explain
0: it <laughs> i like the song. When she, moved, she moved too. Something like that. magazine. She
1: was just <Okay>. like, she's <laughs> am Annie. Sorry. Are you stupid? <laughs>